All right, before we go, a little update on a story we brought you this week about homeless vets being displaced from hotels so that illegals could move in. Turns out the group behind the claim made it up. We have no clue as to why anyone would do such a thing, but we'll bring you any updates should they come. What the hell is that? Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. Oh, and speaking of being shocked, wow, how surprising. Laura Ingram and Fox News reports on a story that's not true. Homeless veterans being displaced for illegals. Wow, somebody made that up and you ran with it as a story. Oh my God, I what has the world come to? Welcome to the Stone On Air podcast for May 25th. Taking a long look at Riverbend here in just a little bit. Thanks for finding the show. My name is Brian Stone. And I really can't apologize enough for how staunchly I defended the national media for so long in my entire life. And not just the national media, all of it as it was always my dream to be a part of. And it, to a certain degree, kind of, sort of, still is, I guess, a little bit, maybe. And uh, I was wrong on that one. Wrong, 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 wrong. You just can't believe anything ever, ever. And I think it's been that way for a long time. It's um, It's just now becoming so clearly obvious, and there's just zero shame left in this uh, world, the culture, the society of, uh, of America, and really the entire globe. There's just no shame. And um, so, yeah, my bad on that one. Misread that one. Uh, let's see. Coming up on today's show, it's going to be a little bit different on the format. Only two segments today. I will get you the open here, and then a long, stretched-out second and final segment Taking a look, or a listen, I guess I should say, of, uh, we'll call it Stones Picks for Riverbend uh, 2023, which if you're listening to this on the day it is released, as you always do, then we are just about one week away, one week and a day away from uh, the 40th anniversary of the Riverbend Festival. And the more I dove into this, the more I spent some time listening to the bands that I wasn't all that familiar with the more I really, really liked it. And I already liked it to begin with. So um, that's coming up here in eh, about uh, 18, 17, 18 minutes or so from right now. A little about, little less or so or more, give or take. Uh, about 10 minutes from now, I'll get you three pieces of audio. The realest thing, the worst idea, and then the actual real worst idea. All that's coming up here in just a few. Of course, earlier today, the news came down and social media is um, talking about um, and uh, memorializing, if you will. Uh, Tina Turner passed away. Age, I believe I saw it was 83. So that's a that is a long, long, fulfilling and legendary life. Nothing to be overly sad about. She has uh, uh, so much to be celebrated, and none of us here get out alive. I won't pretend to act like I was this big, huge fan, because I wasn't, though my mother was, and likely my father was as well. And most all of ours, anybody at a middle age now, parents were big Tina, Tina Turner fans, so that is a bummer. It sucks, but um, she is uh, she she was a legend. She is a legend. She was a legend, and um, she has sadly passed. And so that is the latest there. Uh, let's see. Uh, nothing really overly important here on the uh, on the open. Handful of different things here that I'll just go through the list and then just give commentary as uh, per usual. At Stone on Air, by the way, on all social media, I am still virus free and hacked free. As of last week, if you missed last week's show, I mean, I swear I would say never listen to another show I ever do for the rest of my life if if you're going to miss the final segment of last week's show. I thought that was, first of all, it was real. It was genuine, authentic, and and frightening for a few minutes, but also 
quite humorous. So for some reason, if you didn't catch that, uh, go back in time and uh, and give that a listen if you would. Or don't, whatever. It's up to you. I went to Wrestle Jam 11 in Ringgold, Georgia. It is now a guarantee. That is an annual event for me and a handful, a couple of friends of mine. We went last year. I don't even remember why. I guess it was just one of those, hey, why don't we go to pro wrestling in Georgia? And it seemed like kind of a foolish idea. I don't apologize for this. I'm a fan of professional wrestling. I still am, and I am actually even more into my adult age. There's enough stupid programming and stupid crap out there for all of us. And it was uh, it was quite fun. And uh, the Million Dollar Man was there. It was pretty pathetic the way they had it set up. The dude can't barely get around, and you can't hear on the microphone all that well. But it was fun. So Wrestle Jam 11 Big success, big turnout, and uh, the Nature Boy who puts that on, I can't remember, Paul something. What was his last name? I can't remember. Anyway, he runs for mayor all the time of Ringgold, and he's uh, he runs another bar, the uh, Turnbuckle, I think, or something. Anyway, that was a fun time, and that will be on the annual must-do if you're a fan of professional wrestling. I highly suggest it. I had a thing printed off on the Steam Logistics they have just opened up those beautiful new offices right off of uh, 4th Street in downtown, and I know a bunch of people that work there. And there was there was a lot of uh, debate as to whether they were having a bunch of layoffs. I heard from people that were working there that they were. And then there's this big write-up in the business section from the Times Free Press about you know how awesome they were. But then they worded the way that they were letting some people go in an, in an odd way. And I, I don't have that in front of me. So I'll check that uh, at another time, maybe, and get back to it. But um, the logistics capital of the world seems to be Chattanooga right now. And it is definitely an oversaturated uh, employment uh, uh, venture in, in this area. So if you look to get into that, beware that uh, if you're not bringing in big-time freight and big-time money, you might not be able to hold on to that gig, as it has always kind of been my plan B in life. If I ever needed a plan B, that was going to be it. I hope it never gets to that. Uh, the Riverfront Knights lineup was released in the last couple of days, and it is a nice, nice-looking lineup. It is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks from July 15th to August 26th. bunch of stuff that none of us have ever heard of, but two that many of us have. On Saturday, July 29th, Cowboy Mouth. Janie says, turn on the radio. Janie says, turn off the lights. That song is Cowboy Mouth. I've seen them before. It's a lot of fun. And then Southern Culture on the Skids will close the uh, Riverfront Nights music series on Saturday, August 26th. That is a band that I have never quite come to grips with what it is they do that makes them cult. Uh, it is like a cult-like following. It's kind of like they're kind of like driving and crying. Um, they're fans that love everything they do, get it. And then sometimes the people who don't know, you know, it's if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't, kind of thing. And I know I've seen Southern Culture on the Skids in the last twenty-five years. I just can't remember the last time. So I will certainly be at the Riverfront for that and uh, some other stuff. There's a Beach Boy tribute band and some stuff. Uh, a tribute. Uh, to Journey, Departure, yeah, count me out on that one, uh, no thanks, but a um, couple of local openers, Rick Rushing will be opening August 12th, and the Afternooners, which will make an appearance later on in the show, playing at Riverbend next week, will also be having an opening gig at Riverfront Nights on August 19th. Uh, Nightfall, speaking of free music concert series, begins this week, so tomorrow, the 26th, I will likely try to make it down there. I don't work downtown anymore, so going downtown quickly on a Friday sometimes is not as easy as it used to be, but my intention is to make it. I went to pull up who it was, was going to maybe play a song, and I was like, I don't feel like it, so I don't even care who's playing. It doesn't matter. It should be a, a nice time. So here's a little bit of a complaint. I went to Barrel House Ballroom, and I'm not trying to be a hater. I love the space, what they've done with it. And I'm a fan. And this is my own fault that this ended up the way that it did. And it was a little bit of a minor lesson learned. It doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. But I went to see uh, Dan Pinson, Danimal play, as they do he and many others, as Dan and friends. 
every Sunday. It is the best brunch in town. Wherever Dan is playing, used to be the feed, then it was backstage, uh, the Comedy Catch backstage bar, and then now it's Barrel House Ballroom. The best brunch on any Sunday is wherever they're playing. So it, currently, Barrel House Ballroom is a place to be. And I went and I ordered three non-alcoholic beers. I got one for me to begin with. And then a few minutes later, or third, however long later, I went and got a second one. And I bought a third one for somebody else that was there who was also a, um, a longtime drinker trying to stop drinking so much. Not quit completely, but close. And I and she was nearby. I said, hey, you want one of these? Sure. Okay, here you go. So that's three non-alcoholic beers. Well, as things were winding down, as I've done many times in my life, and usually there are huge tabs at bars, drinks, and mixed drinks, and beers at concerts, and half drunk and don't feel like cashing out, so I just stumble out and let them cash it out for me. Done that countless times. And they add on a tip, and usually it's like 20%. That's fine. I tip well anyway. Go ahead. So that's just what I did. I said, I'm out of here. I don't even feel like messing with this. Well, I looked at my bank account this week, and charged on there is $32.40 at the Barrel House Ballroom this past Sunday. $32.40. I got three barely tolerable non-alcoholic beers for $32.40. So that math is pretty simple to do. That's about 11 bucks each. What in the hell? I'm guessing they're not $11. I'm guessing they're closer to 6 or 7 So this is a monster tip they gave themselves. I won't make this mistake again. Um, $32.40 for three crappy non-alcoholic beers. No thanks. That won't happen again. And uh, a couple other things I might or might not get to. Ron DeSantis has officially said he's running for president. Things get very interesting now. If Republicans knew what was best for them and collectively could get together and vote for somebody who could actually win and actually do things that they want, this is your guy. I mean, he is like a nicer version of Trump. He is an emboldened type by the Trumpification of America, but at least he's civilized. At least he's not a maniac, I don't think, anyway. So that's going to get nice and interesting for the next however, you know, till next year. We'll see how or whenever the primaries are, I guess. Yeah, next year or no, the Republican prime, whatever, whenever the hell it is. And this is pretty cool. I hope this works out for me. So I've talked about this in the past, and I uh, applied for it, and I did not get it. And this time, I applied for it, and while I didn't get it, I got a quick response. What am I talking about? The Ride Along program with the, uh, the CPD. I want to do this so badly. I talk about police officers on this show all the time. I'm regularly very, very negative about the police force in Hamilton County and all across the country. And I want to go ride along for a day and see what kind of, um, what what an, an average day, which you never know what an average day really even means in that world. I understand that this is a complicated world, a very difficult occupation. I want to see it with my own eyes. And I applied and I quickly got a response. And then I got this thing to fill out. And I filled it out, sent it back along with my driver's license, why I was doing it, what I wanted to do with it. And I very clearly said, I do a podcast. I talk about this stuff a lot. I want to talk about it with firsthand knowledge. And here's some of the rules and regulations for the ride-along program. You can't carry any weapons. Do not gauge in any physical confrontations. Do not drive any city of Chattanooga vehicles. Do not discuss criminal records or police records with anyone, either during or following your ride-along. Yeah, okay. I guess I'm all right. That's fine. Do not direct traffic. Do not serve as an undercover agent. No problem. I won't. Arrive at least 15 minutes prior. Uh, participants shall be considered observers only and shall be under the direct supervision of the assigned officer. Under no circumstance, do not touch anything that could cause you harm or, or can jeopardize an investigation. 
Uh, and then it just basically the same thing, kind of just worded differently. Wear appropriate clothing for your ride-along. You're a reflection of the officer in the police department during your ride-along. Note, blue jeans are not considered to be appropriate dress for your ride-along. So if they choose me, I'm going to have to go shopping. And just a little bit more from this. Um, Therefore, it be understood that activities of the Chattanooga Police Department are dangerous, involving substantial risk, including the risk of death, personal injury, and property and or property damage. Such risks may be generated by individuals breaking or suspected of breaking the law. This is two pages long. No all assuming, uh, knowing and assuming all the risks. Uh, law enforcement personnel shall shall not be liable or responsible under any circumstances whatsoever. Basically, if you get in any kind of trouble or do anything stupid. And then the final line of all of this is, in addition, the event of a violation of this agreement by release C by the ride along agrees that he or she shall pay the city of Chattanooga as liquidate, liquidated damages the sum of $5,000 for each and every violation of this agreement. I don't think I'm going to have to worry about any of that. I really do hope, serious talk, I really do want to do it. I think it would be a, uh, a very cool experience. So let's jump into these three pieces of audio I have for you right now. We will start with the realest thing and these the the young Turks that I play on here a lot. They are a liberal based online news um, distribution of sorts, and I couldn't agree with this more. It is today's realist thing. Where is it? There it is. This is not me saying I like Trump or oh I can't, I can't wait to hear Trump speak. This is me saying. The Democratic Party is so weak and pathetic that they would rather suppress a message that's awful, that I do not think is popular with the majority of American voters, than actually, you know, fight back against that message with policies that are more popular and more appealing to the American people. It's pathetic that we think we can't and hence we are trying to shut Trump up. If I was his opponent, I'd let that idiot talk all day long. Go ahead, Mr. Verbal Diarrhea, tell us more atrocious things and let me use it against you with independence. But we have total weaklings representing us in the Democratic Party. Trump, he said something mean. Well, why don't you say something back? Of course, this was leading up to the CNN town hall, and it is quite uh, puzzling the uh, the the hard lefts that are just like trying to censor and shut up Trump rather than just fight against him politically. Um, and I'm also here to say, and I've said it a few times over the last several years, I'm sorry to disappoint, but Donald Trump might just be an asshole and not a criminal. He might actually not be a criminal. He hadn't been he hadn't been a, a, a found guilty of anything yet. We'll see. This is today's worst idea, and it's uh, just some random person on TikTok. And this is what I've been kind of saying slowly. If TikTok was great, now not quite as much. So um, this message is for um, the people who work at TikTok and um, the CEO of TikTok. Hey, hello. Um, if you're neither of those people, just keep scrolling. Okay, you're there. Okay, whatever the hell you guys are doing behind the scenes, you need to knock it off. It's not working. There's been so many updates. Everything looks different. The algorithm is not algorithming, and the content is not contenting. Okay, okay, thanks. Absolutely, I don't. We we can't leave well enough alone in this country, no matter what it is. In anything in business, we can't just, good can never just be good enough. Good is the enemy of great. You know what the enemy of great and good is? Perfection. And you know what is almost not even possible in most scenarios? Perfection. TikTok was working just fine, and the algorithms suck now, and the content isn't nearly as good, and I'm having trouble. That's where I get everything I do on this show is from TikTok, and I'm having trouble finding things worth doing because the app is starting to suck. But I guess I shouldn't be all that surprise. And this is the real worst idea. I get so annoyed with this every year. All the way the ways that people uh, acknowledge different holidays that are uh, that involve the armed forces, the army, the military, the navy and all those. And Memorial Day is a very specific celebration of a very specific set of people. And uh, happy Memorial Day, really? Is that where we're going with this? Hey, happy Memorial Day. We have forgotten what Memorial Day is all about. A couple of years ago, in Iraq, a helicopter went down with a bunch of Marines on board. Most of those Marines were killed. 
there was one young woman who lost her leg. Who is it a happy Memorial Day for? Is it for those Marines who are no longer with us? Is it for their parents who received that flag? Happy Memorial Day. Is it for the wife of one of those Marines who had three kids and was eight months pregnant with her fourth? Happy Memorial Day. Is it a happy Memorial Day for the two-year-old girl who lost her dad who's never going to get to go to a father-daughter dance? Happy Memorial Day. What about that young Marine who lost her leg, who made a sacrifice of limb to our country? Yeah, so let's cool it with the happy Memorial Day thing. And the thing that drives me the most crazy is always, oh, happy whatever it is, uh, support the troops. Uh, Happy Memorial Day. Uh, God bless the troops. Thank the troops. Uh, Listen, okay, who, who doesn't support the troops? What is this, 1967? Like, who doesn't already thank and support and God bless the the troops? Know your holidays. You're getting a goddamn day off work. The least you can do is understand why. So, there you go. Wrapping up things there on the open. And now for the rest of the show, a dive into Riverbend. We'll call it Stone's Picks. And this list got a lot longer the further I dove into it. This is a really Really nice lineup. We'll close out the open segment with the great James McMurtry and Memorial Day. This is the Stone on Air podcast. All right. It's Memorial Day in America. Everybody's on the road. Let's remember our fallen heroes. Y'all be sure to drive slow. It's Memorial Day in America. This is how it's supposed to be. Let's remember our fallen heroes in the land of the free. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. Riverbend is preparing for the 2023 festival, celebrating 40 years of music and community. Today, they announced their acts, including headliners Marin Morris, Nathaniel Rateliff, and Trombone Shorty, ready for a new year of stunning music. This year will provide a mix of Americana and rock acts such as Mavis Staples and Coin, with a dash of hip-hop as classic artists like Big Boy take the stage. The goal being that these acts are new to Riverbend, but familiar to fans. The one thing Riverbend is guaranteed to do is to bring in people from across the globe. Local businesses and sponsors are preparing for a fresh wave of tourists. Wristbands for Riverbend are currently on sale and they're going fast. Riverbend is happening June 2nd through June 4th at Russell's Landing. Can we get a more robotic sounding guy on the news, local news people? This is Morin. Is that how you say it? Marin? Marin? Marin, I guess. Morris? On Braves Telecast last year, they played this song all the time, like every other commercial break. I had no idea she sang this song. I'll play another one from her here in just a little bit. And then I also didn't realize until not long ago, the Highway Women, a kind of new version 2.0 of the Highway Men supergroup of country artists, Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, now it's Brandy Carlisle, Marin Morris, Amanda uh, Shires, and then one other I'm not going to remember. Yeah, I've heard this song like 10,000 times. So, learn that this week. And so, this is going to be kind of a jumbled up mess. I have like 15 total cuts to play here, all on one little small screen to fire them from. And I don't really feel like stopping and starting and, you know, trying to make a perfect sounding show. So, there might be a little uh, hiccups here and there and fumbling and bumbling around. We'll just have to deal with it if that's the case but the uh the festival is almost here at uh thursday will be media day so i'll be able to walk the grounds and take a look at things and i'll post all that stuff on social media and uh, i really hope uh you're going and because it's it's a fabulous time they have fixed this festival it was a disaster for so long i was a big uh supporter for many 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 years from like 2000 
really all of the early 2000s, but 2004, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, all those years when I was working at the uh, crappy radio station, uh, the talk station, and we would be down there every night, and there was always a lot of good music, but you really sometimes had to dig and look and find it, and it was such a disastrous layout with so many people that were just uh, loitering and just, you know, the county fair mentality of everything. And then in 2016 is when I took the gloves off and I said, enough. I've had enough of this stupid, stupid festival, this stupid boat stage, the dumb Coke barge. Uh, it was a VIP party where all of the surrounding counties were invited to come hang out, but you weren't allowed to get anywhere near anything fun or cool. And yeah, it only costs 30 bucks. Oh my God, it's only $30. Listen, nothing good costs $30, especially not three non-alcoholic beers from Barrel House Ballroom. Not even there does $30 get you anything worth a damn. All right? So at $130, that is a bargain for a three-day music festival. And this is a smaller fest than your average three-day festival. So if you're going to go to Music Midtown, if you're going to go to Shaky Knees, if you're going to go to Lollapalooza, you're paying two and three and $400. Now, they have much bigger headliners and bigger undercards generally. So the price point here is absolutely perfect. And last year, it was the most perfect price point at $95. Of course, we knew it was going to go up. But um, music... All three days. And it turns out, I thought Friday was a throwaway day. I was dead, dead wrong. So Stone's pick, well, Stone's Picks, excuse me, will start officially now on, uh, and this is not every band playing. These are the bands that I am very likely going to see. We'll start on Friday, the Chevy stage, which I'm sorry to say, it's still my only knock against this, this fest, is that the Chevy stage sucks. I, I hope if Riverbend continues into the future that the Chevy stage will go away and a more professional, real-looking stage will be put down there at the bottom of, uh, at, at the dock of River uh, Ross's Landing. It's a perfectly fine location. It actually sounds pretty good, so that's good. But it looks stupid. It doesn't look like a real professional stage. If you brought this stage and you put it in your backyard and you had a big party, well, you'd be the life of the freaking party. You'd be a legend. But this isn't a backyard party. This is a festival. Anyway, all that to be said, I won't know more about how the Chevy stage sucks because there's a lot of really, really good music. And speaking of TikTok and how much I loved it, I stumbled on this guy through TikTok in the last couple of years. His name is Steven Wilson. Plays at 545. And this song... Song's called 1994. I won't forget that first girlfriend that got me into boys to men. I grew up a lot that year. My sweatshirt said no fear. My sweatshirt said no fear. My life was a stereo, and it was everything. First one in line for the last dance with Mary Jane. I last dance with Mary Jane. So this will start things on Friday for me at 5.45 to 6.30. His name is Stephen Wilson, Jr. Let it play. Don't be blowing up my page. When the show's over, I'll come home. When that is, I don't know. I'll let that one roll longer than I planned. But uh, So that gets things started on Friday. At 6.30, immediately following that, will be Adrian Ballou and Jerry Harrison um, Jerry Harrison from the Talking Heads, Adrian Blue, King Crimson. He's played with uh, the Talking Heads at certain times. Kind of a studio musician who's moved all around the world, really. And I don't have any audio from them. Uh, it turns out, though, that they're I'm hearing, I never really got complete confirmation, but I believe this is right, the Remain in Light Talking Heads record, they're going to play in its entirety. Now, I'm sorry, I don't like Talking Heads, so I don't really care about this. But I'll take a look at it. I'll take a listen. I'm sure it'll be fine. And I know a lot of people who love the Talking Heads. But that's what's taking place on the Ultra stage at 6.30. At 7, I've um, always heard of this dude. I guess it's just Amos Lee. It's not Amos, right? 
Amos Lee, this one song we used to play on the old music station, Alt 98.7. song's called Windows Roll Down. I'm sure there's a couple other songs he's played that has made radio at some point. But he'll be on the Coke stage at 7 o'clock on Friday. I mean, it's a fine enough song, and I will certainly, uh, this is my speed for the most part, so I'll um, certainly be there for that. Not sure if I'll be there start to finish, but Amos Lee at 7 o'clock on the Coke stage. This is the biggest travesty of this weekend. If it's not the Chevy stage itself, it's the one overlapped show the one um conflict of the weekend really on the entire festival uh lineup and that's just gonna happen so i'm not mad about this i'm frustrated because i want to see both especially as i've i've spent a lot of time here recently listening to the band coin they will be on the ultra stage at 8 15 and the more i listen to this the more i like it now it's not exactly my speed it is Pop, pop, rock. But it's fun. It's bouncy. It's If it sounds anything like the records, the records that I've been listening to, it's going to be a fun time. The problem is, is it overlaps with Strung Like a Horse, which I'll get to more here in a minute. But this is a song that hit the radio a few years ago. Probably was on a movie soundtrack or something. The song's called Talk Too Much. Coin 815 on the coast on the ultra stage on Friday at Riverbend. And so that's probably my least favorite song that I've been listening to recently, but I played it because it's likely the most popular one. So then that leads me over back to the Chevy stage. And I have actually talked to somebody within the organization who is very involved, and I and it was a good conversation, about why Strung is on this small stage. Let's say the Chevy stage is a fantastic stage. Let's say that I don't think it kind of looks stupid. It's still the small stage. It's still kind of the little kid's table. Strung Like a Horse is one of the most... Well, one of the biggest success stories this century of local music, of uh, really of anything entertainment coming out of Chattanooga, and they're on this stage again, and they're up head-to-head almost exactly with Coin. But as I mentioned, it's a music festival, and there's gonna be there's gonna be conflicts. You can't please everybody all of the time. But Strong is going to be fantastic, as they always are on the Chevy stage at eight o'clock. And so I guess, I mean, all my friends are going to be at the Strong Show. And I'm going to want to hang out with my friends. But I've seen Strong countless, 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 countless times. And um, I've never seen Coin. And in this world, in this current state of my life, I if I don't see Coin on that Friday, I'm probably not going to. Because I'm sure as hell not going to travel to go see that band. I can't imagine... Well, I guess they could play The Signal, probably. But unless somebody's comping me, I'm not going to see them at The Signal either. So I'll... You know, the the Chevy stage and the Ultra stage, or what is that? A football field away from each other? It's really not that far. I guess it's very easy to kind of mix and match the two of them if I wanted to. And um, so Friday is just loaded and I'm almost now considering taking off work from the day job to make sure that I get to not get there late and get all this in because I'm now wanting to see Morin, Marin. Sorry, I can't. I don't know her damn name. M-A-R-E-N. Morris. Should have looked it up. My bad. I forgot. And this is another song I knew. 
I think I've heard it from TikTok as well. A lot of bands are found and become amazingly popular from that app. And this song is called Bones. So I'll be there all day Friday, and there's no way I won't at least stay for the headliner, more and more. So, big day on Friday. We'll transition into Saturday. Starting things on my watch will be the afternooners at 3.15 on the Chevy stage. Now, in this situation, this is a perfectly fine place for the afternooners to be playing. Last year, if you remember, a local band that I believe has moved away from town, I think they're based out of Nashville now, Lennox Hills, played on the uh, on the Chevy stage. And as I mentioned earlier, it does sound good. If the weather's cooperating at all and and everything is all equal, the sound is great. And Lennox Hills put on a show people were talking about afterwards. It was so good. The Afternooners have that opportunity to do the same thing this year on that Chevy stage at 315. Um, this one's called Running on Fumes. To get the thing started on that Saturday, just got to hope for some weather. A little bit cross fingers that we get just just, just tolerable is all I'm asking for. And it's going to be a fabulous day. This song is running on fumes to start things on Saturday at Riverbend. Running on fumes. Trashing hotel rooms. So that'll end at 4 o'clock. And there's a lot of talk about whether uh, Maren Morris, Maren Morris, and Amanda Shires might play together in, in any capacity because of the Highway Women supergroup. I would not expect that i wouldn't look for that really brandy carlisle is the monster name of that super group um amanda shires is lucky they even let her in that group i'm sorry i'm sour on amanda shires she is the uh the wife of jason isbel who's one of my favorites if you've listened to this at all recently i did a a, a full segment talking about the uh the doc on whatever uh, hbo it was that i just she really, really irked me, irritated me beyond belief. And I'm not sure how genuinely cool this woman really even is. And I'm, I've always questioned whether her music is really even that good. And then I'm sorry, I'm stalling as I try to find it. There it is. And so I don't know if I like the music. I don't think that I do. I think that she's only to the point that she is on a uh, on the level of wherever people slot her as far as status of star regional or national I think she's nothing without Jason Isbell this one's called Take It Like a Man I believe it is her most downloaded song on Spotify if I remember correctly and so I'll give it a listen I'll give it a try I'll try to have an open mind, even though it sounds pretty clear that my mind's awfully closed on this one. It's Amanda Shires at 4 o'clock on the Coke stage Saturday at Riverbed. I'm sorry. I think that song sounds that that song sucks. <laughs> sorry. Uh, it just might be my preconceived notion. I don't know, but four to five o'clock on the Coke stage on Saturday. On uh, right after that, at the Ultra stage, right across the way, Big Boy will be there. Uh, from what I understand, right? This is the guy from 
outcast. I uh, I mean, I know who he is. I know who they are. I've never cared, and I still don't now. So I'm just putting that on the list. I don't know. I didn't pull any music from it either. I don't know that I'll go to that show. I might be in earshot, and uh, I know a lot of people are excited about that. So very cool for anybody who is. It's just probably going to be a take-a-rest time for me. Now, this is what I stumbled on like two days ago, and I'm somewhat excited about it because this thing was a massive song. Once again, I believe I found through TikTok. I see this band called, or this person, Gay. I still don't know if it's a band or just just the, the, the young lady, Gail, just in all capital letters, C, or excuse me, G-A-Y-L-E, and it's at 6.30 on the Coke stage. And so as I'm putting the show together, I'm like, Saturday night of the festival, 6.30 on the main stage. That's got to be somebody that people have heard of. And why don't I know more about this? Well, it turns out she's open for Taylor Swift on many of her uh, recent tour that has been just record smashing. And, of course, this is kind of like the... Um, I don't want to say the Alanis Morissette "You Ought to Know" version of the of 2.0 of to you know 2023, but it kind of is, and um, it's hard not to like this song. The teens love it, the young people love it. It's called A B C D E F U. Imagine the old Riverbend guard to be like, "Oh my God, they're gonna cuss!" Oh, she says the F word like five times in this song. Let it roll for a minute in case you don't recognize it yet. Scale 6.30 on the Coke stage, Saturday. I love it. I love it. And when I said like the you ought to know, it's just it's the the 2023 breakup song of the year. And I think it came out last year. F you and your mom and your broke ass car and your dad and your Craigslist couch and your broke ass friends or whatever the hell it is. So that'll be. Uh, 6.30 on Saturday. And then the one that everybody I know, at least the cool people, are very excited about, or at least minorly intrigued, if nothing else, one of the biggest names, the 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 torch carrier barriers now into the future of the jam band community is Goose. And I was told about them and said, you know, you got to listen. You got to listen. I hear this all the time from my music head friends. And yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. I got you. Okay, fine. And um, well, it took sitting in rehab, drying out and nothing else to do except for put in my earbuds so I didn't have to listen to all the nonsense. And Goose is phenomenal. The song is called Arcadia. They get an hour and a half set. On the Ultra Stage, 7.30 to 9 on Saturday. This is going to be a party now. You can come. Be there. Be there. Come say hi. Every time you do it, ain't never going to get used to it. Hanging on a garden rose. Untamed the way that my love grows. Oh, Lord, I didn't see it coming. Arcadia's got me running. Just trying not to lose my stick. Because hell of a So good. From the bottom of the spine. Don't fret, don't hang your head. I'm just fine. I cannot wait. Hopefully, they play a festival style set. They are very much a jam band. You never know what you're going to get. Whatever you heard the night before, you're not going to get the next night. That is the one thing that I have fought with my inner self, with the jam band community for 20 years. And I am, um, I, I learned to, um, to understand it. I learned to appreciate it. I learned to uh, enjoy it. 
And then as I got older and I continued to go to more and more shows and do more and more different kinds of entertainment and just got to be an older guy, now it kind of annoys me. Now it kind of is like, God damn it, why do I know I'm not going to hear the, the two or three songs I love because you played them the night before? We're not all following you around the country, guys. You know, we don't have to play exactly completely different sets every night, but that is just how the community works. I'll be seeing the Dead and Company this weekend, Sunday night, Atlanta, and I'm purposely not looking at the set list because I don't want to see what I know I won't hear the next night at Lakewood, and I hope that Goose plays more of a festival-style set rather than a just another show on the tour that you don't want to piss off the... The, the jam heads, the goose heads, whatever they, their fan base is called, because they can't possibly hear the same song two nights in a row. So we'll see. It'll be great no matter what, because their, their catalog is only about three full records, and it's deep. It's all really, really good. But there are about five songs that stand out more than the rest, and I want to hear all five, and I'm not going to hear all five because of the nature of of what I now kind of am thinking is a little bit of the stupid jam band community. And uh, my apologies to all my jam band friends. And on Saturday night, the headliner, I am going to be very, very interested in seeing this show. I am not overly familiar with uh, Nathaniel Rateliff. The little bit I know, I like a lot. He had This record came out in 2018 or 19, and we had three or four songs. When I say we, I mean Alt-98.7. had three or four singles that played on the air and then of course the one song everybody knows that son of a bitch as soon as you hear it you'll know i hate that song i don't care anything about that song this one's called you worry me and i think they or he might have a new record i can't remember but this is nathaniel rateliff and the night sweats because it is two different things if he plays without the night sweats it's a completely different show but this is with the night sweats 9.15 to 10.45 on the Coke stage, Saturday night, Nathaniel Rateliff and You Worry Me. So that's going to be a fun two first days. And it turns out that Sunday is not really that big a deal to me. And um, without the Blackberry Smoke Band, I don't know how excited I would be. I will elaborate as I continue on with the schedule here at 2.45 on Sunday on the Ultra Stage, a band called Doom Flamingo. And I couldn't find anything quickly that was recognizable, so I didn't pull any audio from it. At 3 o'clock on the Chevy stage, with a little overlap there, is a, uh, a guy named Luke Simmons. Same kind of thing. A quick search. Didn't find anything that I thought was worth going with, so I didn't. Also, kind of ran out of time as I put all this together. Hell, I got 15 cuts here, and I'm juggling them all. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And then on the Coke stage at 3.45, immediately following Luke Simmons, is Indigo de Souza. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. S-O-U-Z-A. Indigo de Souza. And so that's the, the start of the day. I have a feeling my Saturday is going to be long. And even though I don't drink, I still stay up late. And I still feel like crap most mornings because I hate mornings. So I'll likely have a long sleep-in Sunday. And make sure that I get down to the uh, to to Ross's Landing in time for the evening set, which will start for, for me officially at five o'clock on the Ultra Stage with the legendary Mavis Staples. And I'm sorry to say that I don't know any Mavis Staples songs. I just don't remember what they are. And I was running out of time, and she has a, she covers so many songs, so many great ones. This, of course, is CCR's "Wrote a Song for Everybody," and um, I've seen her at Moon River. I don't remember if I've seen her at Bonnaroo or not. 
but um, this is going to be a great way to start the day on the Ultra Stage at 5 o'clock. Wrote a song for everyone. Wrote a song for truth. Wrote a song for everyone. And I couldn't leave it up to you. And as soon as that set ends... Got myself arrested. Sorry, let me cue this up. As soon as that set ends at 6 o'clock, march right on over, and who are we kidding? I'm going to leave that early and get nice positioning for one of my favorite bands of the last 10 years, Blackberry Smoke. They are the new age Leonard Skinner. For years, years and years, people talked about the drive-by truckers being a new age, a modern day version of Leonard Skinner. And by saying that, you are, you are insulting the intelligence and the writing efficiency of the band, the Drive-By Truckers. They are far too sophisticated and storytelling and historical to be calling them something that sounds like Leonard Skinner. Because let's just be honest, Leonard Skinner is a stupid band when it comes to the stuff that gets played over and over again. It's party stuff. It's good old boy. It's easy listening for the all shucks types. All right. Now, Leonard Skinner goes very, very, very deep. And I'm a huge fan of old school, deep Leonard Skinner that nobody's ever heard of. But all the crap that you know of and that is earworm and sing along all the way from Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, Freebird's a great song. Don't get me wrong. But I don't ever need to hear it again. But Blackberry Smoke, it's almost insulting to call them a New Age Skinner also, except that it's not, because their music is not nearly as sophisticated as the truckers are. It is much more party. It is much more, let's go, you know, have a beer and get a fifth and find some pretty girls and uh, feel them up. And, you know, like it's, 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 it works beautifully here in rural Tennessee and they cross-pollinate country, rock and roll, alt-country, alt-rock. And they do have some very, very poignant and really impressive and deep, soulful songs as well. It's just most of them that they play are not that. But they do a good job of mixing the two together to kind of please everybody. I've seen them at Bonnaroo. I've seen them at Riverbend, the old crappy Riverbend. They were on the coke stage and two or three times were like the hell is this um i've seen them at track 29 I've, I've seen them many many times it's always a blast and this one's called a good one coming on we're gonna keep this party rock until the break of dawn Till the break of dawn, yeah. I can feel a good one. I can feel a good one coming on, coming on. That is going to be a fast-paced hour, a very fast-paced hour that I cannot wait for. Now. Here is where the end of the night starts to get interesting for me. I was a big Primus fan in the early to mid, more like the mid-90s. I know about three Primus, four, four Primus records front to back, or at least the majority of them. Pork Soda, Suck on This, Sailing the Seas of Cheese, and Tales from the Punch Bowl. And those are all in the 90s. Everything after that, I have not paid all that much attention to. Um, the Oysterhead collaboration with Trey Anastasio and why am I blanking on the police drummer, Stuart Copeland? I listened to that a little bit. And then every other weird sounding thing that Les Claypool has done since then, I haven't cared all that much about. But I do love the man. I've met him. Several times I've interviewed him once, a short little five minute interview like 20 years ago. He's 
for many years was at Bonnaroo just as an as an attendee if he wasn't also playing for many, many years. Kind of like the Warren Haynes thing back in the day. You would run into Warren and Les just about everywhere you went at Bonnaroo, and they would totally just hang out and talk to you if you wanted. So I love Les Claypool. I just don't know a damn thing about the Fearless Frog Brigade. Never cared then. Don't really care all that much now. And from what I understand, they're playing a uh, a Pink Floyd, the Pink Floyd record, Animals, in its entirety. And I did a quick Google search earlier. Apparently, that is something they do with regularity. And that is what's going to happen. And if I remember right, Barry from the paper was talking about Roger Waters' son is going to be in the band, too. And I know that uh, Sean Lennon is in that band these days as well. So it's a very impressive group of people on the stage. And I can't wait to see what they do. I just don't care about Pink Floyd's album, Animals. And I don't care about the record, the lone album from the Fearless Frog Brigade. But I did find this as their most downloaded song. It is The name of it is, if I can find it, damn it, where is it? There it is. It's called Whamola. And this might sound awfully familiar to you if you haven't actually heard this song. That is actually the name of the instrument that he is playing. It's like a hybrid of a whammy bar and a viola. That's where the name Whamola comes from. I don't know if this thing was custom made for Les Claypool or what, but this is what the primary instrument that he used to make the South Park song, the intro to South Park, which when you hear that, that's exactly what that sounds like. And so this is just a bunch of noise to me. That's what I hear when I hear this, a bunch of noise. But I'm happy to I'm happy to see it at 7:30 on the ultra stage. So yeah, that's the Whamola. And then I really do kind of question do they really need an hour and a half? Should, did we did we need to give Les Claypool's Fearless Frog Brigade the 7:30 to 9 slot? Couldn't we give them that to Blackberry Smoke and let Les play on the Coke stage at 6? Whatever. Hey, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. That's all. And then at the closing of the show, as we'll be a little early today, actually, I don't know. looks like we'll be right at about an hour. Uh, the final performer of the weekend, I said from the beginning, I'll say it now. I'm sorry again. People looked at me like I was crazy when I was like, really? Trombone Shorty is going to be a headliner? I mean, he's fine. He's fun. He's good. All right. For years, there was the uh, the, Pre- the Preservation Hall Jazz Hall Band or the organization would uh, would have a big thing at Bonnaroo every year, and then that ran its course. And then they did the Grand Old Opry, and then now I don't know what they do. Something else. But f- during the Preservation Hall Jazz thing, about fifteen years ago, I believe it was two thousand eight. Actually, I met. I was going to meet Jeff Styles there from. Uh, talk radio back in the day to go see trombone shorty in this small little um uh, enclosed climate controlled venue so when he was like hey we're gonna be in here i'm like well hell there's ac so you know air conditioning so i can't wait to be in there saw him there i believe he was at riverbend the old riverbend years ago as well and i just don't understand how this is something that matters as a headliner but i will happily be there at 9 15 and Really, the only song I could find that I enjoyed quickly to put together for the show was a collaboration with Lenny Kravitz, which you can tell this sounds like a Lenny Kravitz song. It's called Something Beautiful. So whether I like it or not, whether I'm excited, that's going to be a big time weekend. And as long as I get a good solid hour of Blackberry Smoke from 6 to 7, I'm going to be a happy man. Show me something beautiful. Do you feel temperatures rising? Do you? But I was at somebody's house. I think it was at the, might have been the Super Bowl. And I was like, they literally looked at me like I was a, an idiot. Like, are you kidding me? You don't think Trombone Shorty is going to kill it? I was like, I didn't say they're not going to kill it. 
Just said it didn't seem like a headliner material to me, but hey. And so there you go. Put the wraps on it there. We'll go back out with this Gale song, A, B, C, D, E, F, U, Y, because I love it. I can't wait for all that language. Um, I, I, if it were Old Riverbend, it, uh, it would be good people watching, but I have a feeling that her fan base will bring quite a few out, and it will be a, a big time. So the Riverbend Festival is just a week away from right now of record time. And if you're not going, you should. And if you are and you see me, I will be there all weekend. Please come by and say hello. I always do appreciate that. I, I do talk about how small talk drives me crazy. And I am, uh, I'm always trying to dodge nonsense. And sometimes I can be a little antisocial and have a little more social anxiety than I used to have, especially these days that I'm not drinking. But I really do, especially in these settings, enjoy it when listeners come and say hello. So if you'd like to do that, do so. If you don't, that's fine. We can all just mind our own business and have ourselves a time. On the banks of the Tennessee River at Ross's Landing, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, Riverbend 2023. I'll do one more show before then on the 1st of June, 1st of the month. What will I do then? As per usual, I have no idea, but I am certain that I'll figure it out. Until then, talk to you later. Bye. Everybody but your dog, you can love a girl.